Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome to Honestly Speaking. I am your host, Sister Alyssa Lynn. Oh, it is just a beautiful day outside. And yeah, I'm inside. I need to go back outside. But that's all right. We got things to do and a purpose. And sometimes our purpose calls us inside when it's nice outside. But that's all right. All glory to the Lord. You know, um, there's just so much going on. You wouldn't even believe. Because <laughs> I don't even believe it. But I thank and praise God to be able to come before you this day and to, to give you some words of encouragement. Um, one of the scriptures that... Um, was coming to me as I was thinking about standing. I've been on this thing in my life personal about standing and trusting God when everything around you is going crazy um, to still stand and trust the Lord. And the scripture I have today is first Peter's first Peter chapter five, verse eight through 11. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. You know, the enemy's job or the enemy's thing, and the enemy doesn't even probably realize that he is fulfilling his purpose. But his purpose is just that. To seek whom he may devour. To get us off track. And he does it pretty good. For those that are single, it's usually in the form of a man that comes at you in some manner and he messes you up and you get those connections with him because you've had sex with him. So you stepped outside of the will of God and then you can't understand why you can't break free from that. And generally that's why, because once you step outside of the will of God, trying to get right back where you need to be is a little bit harder because you have a taste of that and you're clinging to the world, trying to walk with the Lord and it just doesn't work. So you end up letting go of the Lord and walking with the world because you think that it's better. Actually, what it is, is easier. It's easier to live in the world and do the things of the world. And yeah, you're going to have troubles and stuff like that, but it just always seems like it's not as difficult when you're walking with Christ. Because when you walk with God, you're standing against what this world is. Everything in this world is based off of sin. So when you stand with God who is not of sin, you will have struggle. Because every part of your body is telling you 
Your flesh is saying you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. And God is saying, no, a greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. No, you don't have to do that. For example, for those that are single, you got to have all these guys uh, trying to talk to you. And you have to wait on the Lord to tell you if this is the right man is let God show you if he's going to be the one that you can connect with for the rest of your life. And you decide to pick on your own without seeking God's counsel. And you get the guy that you thought was saved who really was showing signs to you that he wasn't. But because you were so fascinated by the fact that he acted like he knew the word. Because you know there's wolves in sheep's clothing. And he was a wolf. And you end up in a relationship with him. And you can't get out of it because you're not, you're afraid or you, you, you have, um, he's really not that bad of a guy. Oh, he makes a few mistakes here and there, but he's not a bad guy. But this man can't pray for you. He can't fast with you. He can't fast for you. He can't pray with you because if once you start listening to what God is telling you to do and following Christ, you realize that what he is praying is not real prayer. And there's no, I'm not saying there's a thing of you have to pray a certain way, but you know when the Holy Spirit is leading the prayer or not, and you know when someone is following as Christ has called us to follow. So, if you stepped out of that line in that manner, what happens? Your life begins to fall apart. You begin to follow the things of the world because you're so caught up in him and what he said and what he has done. So that's what happens. We allow our mindset or the ways of this world to creep in. One of the things that just blows my mind, it just blows my mind. And maybe it's just me and I'm not judging anybody because if you feel you can do it, do it. But I personally, because I want to keep my mind on Christ, tend to allow the things I watch and see not be so perverted out of mind that it's setting, putting stuff inside of me. For example, I don't watch horror movies. It's too gory. It's too uh, demonic. And if we honestly believe that we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against spirits and principalities, and that we understand that everything is spiritual based. See, I think that's where we run into a problem. Everything is spiritually based. And when we don't believe that everything is spiritually based, I think we allow ourselves to do things and watch things and permit stuff within our presence. Not understanding that the more we dwell in that, the more it takes apart that spiritual aspect takes a part of us now what cracks me up is people well some people understand what when someone says spiritual ties for example although I don't it doesn't say specifically in the bible about spiritual ties but it does talk about the aspects of watching ourselves and what we allow in our eyes and what we allow in our heart because what we see and do and what we say comes from our hearts. We serve the Lord with our mind, but our hearts 
a lot of times leads our mind to do what we do. So, with all that being said, whenever, and most of us believe or understand the fact that when you are a partaker or you are sexually active, <coughs> excuse me, with someone, you become one. During that moment, even if it's just while you're having sex, you're one because you're connected to each other. And then it's scientifically proven that is the most vulnerable point for people. It's vulnerable. It's vul- it, You're just open because you have allowed yourself when it's done in a manner where you're not. I'm not talking about people who struggle with sex and just lay there and they're not part of it. I'm talking about when you're actually part of the sexual act and you're enjoying it and you're not just laying there like, Oh, I wish you'd get over. I mean, not those people, but when you're, you're one and you're connected. Well, that's why, I mean, that's what sex was created for besides, um, reproducing, (coughs) but it was created for that. Because God's word says that a man and woman come together and they are one. So when a man and woman come together and they are one and they're married, that's this is how it's supposed to be. So you're connected to that person. But if this person isn't your spouse or you get divorced or you're not married, you still have that connection to that person. Because you... That connection is a spiritual connection that God created when he created Adam and Eve. Way back when. So this connection isn't going anywhere. I mean, you can pray and ask the Lord to help you get past that connection and all that stuff. And it does. And I'm not saying God won't do it because he does. But the thing about it is we have to understand that when we do those things, we open the door. So a lot of times most people understand that connection. And they understand. And there's some women who have devoted, and men who've devoted their lives because they under that, understand that connection, not to have sex with anybody until they're married. All right, I got that. Cool. But when it comes to your music, your TV, your friends, your jobs, we don't put that same connection. We don't do the same connection. We don't think of it as a spiritual aspect. Why is that part of our life okay to be a spiritual connection, but everything else in our lives is not? If you take the time to look and see that everything else in our lives is a spiritual connection, if we truly believe that God is the leader of all things and that everything happens for a reason and for a purpose and that all things work together for our good, And we honestly believe that. That means that we believe that God is in control. So even when bad things happen to us, God is still in control. So if that's the case, that means every encounter and everything we do is tied into the Lord. But nobody wants to say that. Everybody's, well, you know, no. Everything we do is tied into the Lord. Everything. So if everything is tied into the Lord, we need to understand what we allow ourselves to be subjected to can untie us from the Lord. If everything in this world is not of God and it's of the enemy and the world is the world's and, and God and we are 
of we are in the world, but we're not of the world. You know, that's the real thing. I think that we don't understand. We're in this world. We live here, but this isn't our home. Our home is our eternal home is with Christ. So wherever God is, that's where we're going to be. So if that's the case. The stuff that goes on in this world, we don't want to tie ourselves up to. It's actually the word does tell us not to. The word tells us not to get wrapped up into the things of this world. Because when you're wrapped up in the things of this world, you can't be wrapped up into the things of God. So that tells you right there there's a separation. But we are so quick not wanting to separate ourselves. We'd rather go, we will post on Facebook, oh, I love Jesus, praise the Lord. And then a few hours later, we will post on Facebook how we got turned up. Now, we are all human. We all make mistakes. But there's also a thing in the word that says about appearance of evil. I'm not saying be fake and phony and pretend to be somebody you're not. I'm not saying that. But let's not celebrate the sin we do. I honestly believe that most of the people who are going to the bars, turning it up, don't really understand the turning it up thing. <laughs> All right. Our liquor stores are, are the wine and spirits. That, my husband and I crack up about this all the time. Wine and spirits. Now, we all know that the spirits is covering the alcohol aspect of the store because although the state stores sell wine, they also sell alcohol. Well, it's okay, you know, wine and spirits. That should tell you something right there. <laughs> because that alcohol invokes some spirits in you that you might have thought was dead and long gone. But you, but you, but, so, ooh. Honestly, yeah, I'm one of those Christians who believe you should leave that stuff alone. Not hardcore stuff. You really should leave alone if you can't drink it and not get drunk. And here's the key. It's meant to get you drunk. So when you go to drink it, you are drinking to get drunk. Because most people can't have two or three shots of something and not get drunk. Most people can't have a, a, a E&J and Coke. That used to be my drink. E&J and Coke and not begin to feel the effects of the alcohol. The point of alcohol is to feel the effects. I don't care what anybody says. Because some of that stuff tastes nasty. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> right? All right. Now, I'm not saying Jesus said, did, said that you couldn't drink. Come on. He turned water into wine. Big, you know, I have wine. My husband does not, but he's a minister. He says he's been called the minister, so he doesn't drink wine. He don't drink any alcohol, anything with alcohol in it. He don't even do coolers. But I will. I'll drink a cooler. I'll drink a glass of wine. But it doesn't get me drunk. I actually drink the coolers because they're fruit-flavored, and I really like them. I drink wine every now and then. Um, It depends on what it is. If it tastes good. If it don't taste good, I'm not drinking it. And chances are I'm only having one glass because I know after that first glass, that next glass, I'm going to feel the effects. Now, I can have a couple coolers and not feel anything and they taste like Kool-Aid to me. But that's me. Some of us can't do that. So when we open up the door to do those things, what happens? We tend to allow ourselves to do stuff that we wouldn't normally do because alcohol lowers our um, consciousness to a point of accepting 
those things. That's the point of it. That's why when you see someone get drunk, they're doing stuff they normally don't do. Well, why as a Christian would you open yourself up to that? Because that allows you to make choices that aren't lined up with God. That's one thing, making a choice. And I did say all that just to say that even drinking alcohol and and that kind of stuff, that opens up a door for you to make uh, do something that is not godly. For example, the woman who won um, Sunday's Best, who became a pastor. I don't know if she was a pastor when she was on Sunday's, but I don't watch the show. Um, but then she decided to turn it up at her house and record it live for the whole world to see as she's drunk. And I'm thinking, and her excuse was keeping it real and being real and letting people know. Wait, 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 wait. What happened to resisting the enemy and not doing the things of the world? I don't understand that aspect of us. I don't understand why we allow ourselves to sin and then celebrate it by telling everybody. Now, confess our sins one to another. Yes, we should confess our sins. But we shouldn't deliberately turn it up and then tell the world. No. I'm still weak, I'm still learning, I'm still processing, I'm still, okay, I get it. But there is a way to do things in decency and order. Where none of us are perfect. I, f- I fussed probably way too much, probably, at my husband. I probably do. I'm learning and I'm processing it and I'm learning to come and try it a little differently and try different approaches and I'm learning. I'm learning him, I'm learning me, and a marriage, and all that stuff. All right, cool. I understand that. And I understand, I even understand the woman being at home and turning it up. What I don't understand is excusing away sin. We can't excuse our sins. We can't excuse our choices. We make these choices, we can't excuse it. We need to stop opening the door and allowing the enemy to just stomp right in and take over. And that's what we're doing. And what I loved about, and I'm going back because, you know, I went all the way around the mulberry bush, but I'm going back to the scripture. What I love is the worst is to be sober, be vigilant. And I don't mean, and I'm, I mean, you can be sober as in not drunk and you shouldn't be drunk because when you do that, you're, you, you do, like I said, allow things to happen. But paying attention, being aware, when this is be sober, I think being aware, be aware of what's going on around you. When you're drunk, you're not paying attention to what's going on around you. But when you're sober, you you see all the drunk folk and you look at them and say, oh my goodness, they're crazy. It's the same thing. When we're sober in Christ, we look around and we can see non-Christ-like things. Be sober, be vigilant, be, be paying attention. Notice your surroundings, pay attention to everything because the enemy is going to come in like a flood. But the standard of the Lord got to be in you for it to be raised up. If you don't have God's standard in you, you're going to be devoured by the enemy. He's going to come in and he's going to take over. So if you're not reading the word and you're not praying and you're not fellowshipping with people with like minds and you're not attending services and being fed the proper word and you're not 
fellowshipping. You're not doing the things that God has called. You're not fasting and praying. Yes, God tells us to fast and pray. When you, If you're not doing these things, you're going to be devoured because you have nothing to shield you from that. What is going to shield you from the ways of the world? Hmm. When you walk with the world, you act like the world. When you walk with Christ, you act like Christ. And that is what's going to keep you every single day. God is good. All right, I went all the way around the mulberry bush just to say all that, but I just felt it. Y'all know how I do. I pray that I said something that has encouraged you today. Um, feel free to send us a line if you would like to at WL4J1107 at gmail.com. I thank you for listening today. I pray that each day you walk with Jesus and you hold your head up high knowing that he is with you for all eternity. Until next time, I am your host, Sister Alyssa Lynn. God bless. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.